Hey everybody, welcome to Bearded Baker Banter. Uh, we're going to start off our show here with some booming headlines around the sports world. And we are going to get into some debates, some hot topics. Welcome Trent, welcome Trey, into this episode. Hello. What's booming? <laughs> That's right. So Trent, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start with this, uh, with one of our first hot topics here, kind of looking at some things uh, headline-wise. Well, I'm going to actually go into one of our most favorite things uh, to discuss, but also when it comes to sports betting to gamble on, and that is the world of college basketball. Okay. Um, How I miss it. (laughs) Feels like it's been so so long ago, too. (laughs) It really, really, it does. It feels like March was... Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, almost as almost as far back as the Super Bowl. But yeah. talking about was, you, Buzz Williams. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I just kind of want to start off with the the breaking news of of this evening, which was the college basketball player of the year, Zach Eady, withdraws his name from the NBA draft and will be returning. For a redemption tour after being knocked off as a one seed in the first round, um, back to Purdue for an additional year. So um, before I kind of bring up like, okay, what's the topic? What's the debate here or, or whatnot? I want to talk about some some other kind of key key events that, is, that have occurred. Um, now, this one happened a little bit longer ago, but... Uh, obviously being a biased fan here for Duke, Jeremy Roach, team captain last year, returns. Um, there were some other uh, noteworthy returnees, uh, a lot with Villanova. You know, Villanova actually started to dabble in the transfer portal this year for the first time. Um, but they had a couple returning guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neptune, I think, was one of those key ones. Uh, this guy, who I feel like has been college basketball forever, Terrence Shannon for Illinois. Significant Big Ten news coming back. Um, Virginia, Reese Beekman returns. Uh, and then I'm going to try to – I'm trying my best here to, to wrap this. I don't want to keep going. But Jalen Clark, Jalen Clark for UCLA. Um, wow, Jam- holy crap. Jamal Sheed for Houston. And then I think, honestly, the team that might have benefited the most here uh, from this this whole change-up with, you know, being able to enter and withdraw, I think it's it's uh, it's got to be Michigan State. Um, Michigan yeah. State had some, some key players coming back. Uh, it looks like A.J. Hogart is coming back. Um, Jaden Atkins is coming back. So... Michigan State, who made that little sneaky run uh, deep in the in the tournament this yeah. year, uh, they're 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 reloading. Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo is keeping his crew. So, um, Trent, you, you missed you missed two uh, two ones that we mentioned today: John L. Davis and Elijah Martin from FAU. Very true. Very true. I'm sorry. And, sorry. Sorry to disrespect the Owls. I, I was going to say, man. I apologize. I, I can forget about them. I do. I'd be careful, though. Be careful, as I think. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be on that bandwagon. May, yeah. may feel a little, might might bite the dust. But I hope I'm wrong. Because was it Dusty May? Is that the coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I trust them. So I would love to see them make a run again. Now, other other news I would say is Oscar Shibwe is choosing to not come back for his 13th year of eligibility. <laughs> he decided to stay in the NBA draft. So well, that I, I would say I say a big winner was Villanova in Michigan State. I would say Kentucky guys, they took a big hit. Now, luckily, they got Reeves back. Yeah. If, Re- if Reeves wouldn't have came back, they would have only had – 96 total points scored in collegiate basketball coming back on the roster next year. So you, you um, brought I, up I'm, Oscar Shibway though, real quick, and let's let's keep yeah. this in mind now. You and, and Zach Eady, that's two years back to back where National Players of the Year are coming back. Yes. Two, two guys Love that it. probably could have gone to the draft after they won National Player of the Year, choosing yes. to come back. So I think that is very valid in your point of the NIL and the impact it's actually oh, having. So I, I didn't get there yet. That was going to be my my line to you guys. NIL, I hope, is here to stay. And it was, it, 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 I think the NCAA should have, should have opened it up sooner. So yeah. that's where I'll, I'll leave it. Oh, it sounds like we're all on the agreement side of things. So, yeah, um, yeah tell me what, tell me your guys' takes. Um, I, I completely agree, Trent. I think the NIL has been such a benefit for college basketball, for returning players, guys that, have no business declaring for the draft aren't declaring for the draft they're they're playing out their years they're building their their mda stock because they know they have have the opportunity to make some income while they're still in college and i think another factor as to why guys are staying in college longer is not only the nil but just the transfer portal in general Mm -hmm. i think having the ability to know that hey this isn't the right fit this coach wants me i can be a part of their system and i don't have to sit out a year I, th- I mean, at first I didn't like it because it just felt like free agency with them, with college basketball. But the more and more that I see these these big name players sticking in the sport and just maybe just switching schools, I'd rather see them switch schools than go play average basketball in the NBA. So yeah. I, I so, do agree. I think it's been a great thing for college so basketball. I, I'm going to kind of debate you on what you just stated there, though. NIL, I love. Ooh. NIL, I love. <laughs> transfer Transfer portal... I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I'm not getting a lot. I mean, it is cool because it creates headlines. You get to follow it like free agency, like you said. But I also kind of feel like we're just giving guys a, an escape route to just say, oh, I'm not playing right away. Bye. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to work hard. I'm just yep. going to go somewhere else. So that's where I kind of come. I'm always I'm always on that line of the transfer portal. Of, I mean, I get it. There's certain c- scenarios where it, it is better that they can – leave and play right away because um i think back to a couple guys that have they've had to they've had to transfer out because of family reasons um and they would be punished and have to sit a year beforehand unless there was a special waiver that the ncaa tends to drag out until like three quarters of the season's done but um but i i love the nil because yeah you got guys that are building their brand at the college level and to be honest with you I mean, when it comes to NBA draft night, these G League guys, which granted number two recruit Holland, um, decided to go to the G G League route, just announced, I believe today. I, you don't you don't feel like you know them. You don't hear about them enough unless you're like a diehard NBA uh, draft, you know, analysis expert. So I, I love that these guys are staying in school, making some money, hopefully working to a degree, and makes college basketball that even better for us. <laughs> so I, I have a couple of things. So you mentioned NIL, and I, I know it's 
I think it. I think it's very different, though. You know, and I. I mean, we'll focus on two of the main sports that we talk about college-wise, college basketball and college football. I think <clears throat> that, in a way, I'll I'll talk about the college basketball side of it first. Is the college basketball side of it? I think it's awesome because you are now, like you guys both said, you're now keeping guys in college longer. The game is better. You're getting a lot less of the one and dones, so you're getting to follow the guys. Uh, I disagree, Trey, with you know also with the transfer portal thing. That's still frustrating to me, just because I feel like it is like, hey, I can go wherever I want to go and just go. Now I know they put some rules on that, but but I also think that maybe this NIL thing is it's I think it's also impacting the NBA. I mean, I know the NBA had some viewership issues at some point in time. I'm not saying during the playoffs here because everybody watches the playoffs usually. But at the same time, there there has been some viewership where kind of like baseball went through a little bit too, and even the NHL at one point in time, way back in the day before they started doing shootouts, where how do you attract viewers? And right now, I think when, when you're getting some of these – star college basketball players that are staying in college longer because, you know, they can still make money and they can still play the game of college basketball. I think it's making college basketball so much more exciting. And I think the NBA a lot less attractive. And part of it I also could say is is the fault of the NBA. I mean, the NBA, I, I hate the NBA draft. I hate the lottery aspect of it. I hate the lottery of it in the NHL too. But I hate the lottery of it. I hate that there's only two so rigs. It's it it's just it's not fun. So I think in that sense. Now on the other hand, is NIL is obviously gonna impact NCAA football too. Okay, and you see some of these stars coming out making lots and lots of money. I I think that's actually impacting more so recruiting than anything though, more so in football. And I think it's because of the rules where you have to play three years of college football. NBA or sorry, NCAA basketball is a little bit different where you can be a one and done. You know what yep. I mean? So I think you're seeing more impact on, I don't want to call it tampering in NCAA football because it's not because they're allowed to pay and recruit and do everything else. But I think you're going to start to see college football really have a big, not that it already doesn't already with, you know, say the SEC and some of these other teams, but I think you're going to see it slant even more where in NCAA football, you may get some of these top teams that have the money that are just powerhouses to a point where some of these other teams can't even keep up. I mean, that's my take. I I, I agree with you, Tyler, but Texas is one of those schools that has unlimited money. And how have they been doing? I mean, NIL just started, though. Yeah. It's, 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 what, two, three years in? Something like that. Yeah. It almost, I mean... I get what you're saying. I mean, there's a chance of that, but um, I don't know if there's really a way around it because I, I think there it's already even without an IL tie. You know, you got you got the the top dogs continuing to reload every year. You know, I mean, how many yeah. years in a row is Bam Bam is going to get the top talent because they win? And I'm not saying they win because of the money. I think you're going to see because Georgia they were winning. So right now, before. Kirby Smart's the hot the hot coach to go yeah. to. I think that's why we saw, at least in college basketball, a big changing of the guard in terms of legendary coaches stepping down. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe 
maybe with college football with having such a huge staff and, and such a huge roster, maybe it's not as pressurized as it was in college basketball for these guys that have been in it. I mean, you're hiring now new positions at colleges to manage NIL. Right. Um, and then essentially, are, would you guys not say that's somewhat of like a GM? Like Essentially, you're, yeah. You're, you're managing contracts. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ty, can I uh, to not get – kind of stay on this because you really brought up like the – NBA losing excitement. This kind of goes to like the, the the quote today of of how can you fix the NBA, right? Jeff Jeff Van Gundy. I, I just saw it before I got on tonight. No, right, stupid, right. Stupid. How about that? That was so for for our listeners that aren't familiar and didn't see this. It's a, he's he gave advice. This is how he would fix the NBA. Now, if you know the Van Gundys, they're pretty dramatic. One looks like a certain actor, right, Ty? Uh, you mentioned a couple episodes back, but uh, Jeff Stand. Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, Stand the man. St- states to eliminate free throws until the last four minutes. If you get fouled on a shooting foul, you just get the points. You don't go to the line. Um, you don't go to the line for technical free throws. You just get points. Then eliminate halftime because halftime is the biggest waste five of time. He said five minutes. To go to the bathroom, or yeah, I, or bathroom. I was going to finish it, or reduce it to five minutes so you could go to the bathroom and come back out. Which, yeah. uh, once again, I it's it just kind of cracked me up because I, maybe now the NBA saying, "Oh crap!" Like MLB kind of, fi- I think the MLB kind of fixed a lot of their issues this year with the so with, with the pitch clock. So it's like, I don't know how, how do you do? I mean, I just I think there is too much. Too much money. Ah, I hate to say that, but like, there's just too much going on with the NBA that it it's more of a show than it is like the sport. I, th- I think you, you know? see a four point line before anything. Yeah. But don't don't get me wrong here. I love. I actually really love the NBA playoffs. Like I I, I stay up and watch that at night. So so yeah. you guys segued perfectly into my booming sports topic. Yes, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. All right. And that is this year there's been a lot of I, I would I would say major rule changes to the sports leagues. Mm-hmm. So my 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 not necessarily a debate or a banter topic, but just something to consider and talk about is what are some other rule changes that you guys would like to see implemented in all of the major sports? Hmm. Well, let, why don't we, I, why don't we start with one? Well, so I'll start. I'll start with one. And it's it has to do with football. And I know one of the major ones that everyone talks about is transitioning the NFL overtime to college overtime. Yes. And I'm completely on that. But that's that's been talked about. That's been debated plenty of times. The rule that I'm going to go with that I think needs to be changed is the pass interference rule in the NFL. Whoa. Okay. I, I don't like that it's a spot of the like where it happens. I think what they should do is make it, if it's less than a 15-yard pass interference, make it an automatic 15-yard penalty and a first down. And if it's beyond 15 yards, make it half of the total distance of the foul or 15. Just make it 15. I think make it 15 across the board like it is at every other level. Okay. Well, I'm I'm cool with that too. But what what I don't like about that is if someone gets beat on a streak route where it's an obvious catch or a touchdown they can just waylay the guy and it's all the way back only 15 yards so Drake, can i ask you a quick i mean maybe you said maybe i just didn't hear it 15 yards i guess just like yeah. college 
just like but now high school it's not an automatic first down no it's always an automatic first down so you so you still yeah. keep it automatic yeah. first down okay yeah, what i don't what i don't like is the automatic first down and the ball and the one like i don't think yeah. that oh that, no or ball yeah it goes 70 yards yeah, on a yeah. Sp- yeah. and that, that to me is i just don't like that so i think if it's a 70 yard pass interference hey make it 35 yards automatic first down yeah. If it's a if it's a twenty five yard pass interference, all right, fifteen yards automatic first down. I think, and I and I told you this too, and <clears throat> I could make a rule change the NFL too. It would be the defensive holding automatic first down five yards. Okay. I mean that's that's one change I would make, and honestly, you know what one I I hate, and I'm I'm waiting for it to actually get up to the NFL. I don't know how they would implement it, but is I I hate college football targeting. I hate oh, it. I, I hate what happens to the players. I hate the suspension afterwards. <clears throat> uh, you know, if if it's a penalty, okay, I get it. But I, I think, think I think if it happens more than once, sure. Yeah, I mean, I could even I could even agree to that. But I think like a first time guy that comes out and say comes out and gets a targeting call for you know, okay, he's done for the game. If it's in the second half. He suspended the whole next half of the first or the first half of the next game. Like I, I hate the rule. I understand the penalty and I understand the safety of it. I just don't like it because it football's such a bang bang game. Right. You know, where there can be plays where things happen super quickly, which and again, going back to your point, Trey, is yeah, okay, maybe he's a repeat offender. Right? If it right. happens twice, sure. Then right. then he's out, you know, or you know, I think the same thing in the NFL is if you get personal fouls and things like that. Two if you get two of them, yeah. Yeah. Like I I'm fine with that. But I hate the first the first targeting penalty is an automatic ejection and suspension. Right. You know, I, I it frustrates me, especially at the college level because a lot of the let's let's be honest, those kids are still learning. They're mm-hmm. still learning the game. They're still learning the proper technique. You know, obviously they're the best of the best in terms of, you know, getting to that next level of college football. Still kids. But exactly, they're still kids. And they're, so they're still right. learning the game. So I, yeah. I, I hate that rule. That's the one rule I would say I would change. And Okay. Yeah. So you, what you would do yeah. is you would model the college targeting after the NFL's multiple personal fouls. Yeah, I mean. Or again, just eliminate I, I it hate, altogether. I hate the – yeah, I'm okay if it's a penalty. I hate the ejection part and suspension. Okay. That's the part I, okay. I, I'm frustrated with because that's a punishment. I get it. But I don't know. I, I, are you learning from it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, because I feel like there have been a lot of guys that have been repeat offenders because it's bang-bang plays sometimes. You know, right. it's like, I don't know. Trey, do you have any rule change? You would, that's a good yeah, question. Yeah, this is... This is one where, honestly, Trey, I wish you would have pre- like prepped us for this. I, I would, I would actually like to write. I'm like, I'm like listening, but I'm rattling ideas off. So, right. first thing came to my mind: charging the mound in baseball. Pitcher, batter, <laughs> fight it out. If the pitcher wins, it's actually an out rather than him getting his base. Wow. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, but I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> there you go, penalty <laughs> But um, no, I, I guess my my one that I actually brought up last episode was I would like to see because I think more teams would do it. I would like to see the potential for a a XFL style onsides rule implemented. 
Okay. But um, I guess another one that we've also talked about before, uh, and to clarify that XFL styles, uh, it's the te- the team that would be typically kicking the onside's kick, they get a one down to get, I believe it's 15 yards. 15, yeah, 15 yards. 15 yards, and if they get it, it's it's their ball. Um, they don't, it's obviously the other team's ball wherever that play ends at. Um, so I would I would like that that to be implemented, um, especially because one side's kicks, you know, the whole kickoff, they're worried about safety. Uh, I mean, it, that one side's kicks a pretty violent play in football, yeah. just putting oh, yeah. that out there. Yeah. Now you can't spear anymore, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, the other thing I would say, just because we've all given football rules, is I would say give the pitchers back their sticky stuff or at least have have some sort of approved substance that everyone's on the same page with that they can use because, um, I don't know, you, you've, you've sped these pitchers up. Uh, you, and if you're worried about guys having control of the ball, uh, give, it, give it back to them. Um, so... Hopefully Garrett Cole, who's listening. Hopefully you uh, give me a shout out. You know, to leave, there you go. Leave, 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 I, I have I have one other suge- or proposal to a rule change, and you guys might not like it, but uh, it's it's. I know we said about the NFL overtime, but what I would do is I would take the NHL overtime and do what they do in the All Star game, where first team to three points on three on three. Hmm. I I don't like that. I do. <laughs> I don't they like that. do they do go to three on three during the regular season, Trey. In overtime. Yeah. Yes. Is it? T- it's it's just first, first score. Just though. first yeah. score. Yeah. yeah. I See, I would like it to be at least a three points because when nah, it's three on three, I, you score so quickly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch that rule. I love. Oh, I, I would actually make love, three on three a little bit longer. I would say three on three for yeah. ten minutes instead of five. I love. I love just it. a winner after ten minutes. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying go three minutes first goal because right now it's five minutes first goal, but I feel like sometimes it gets so quick. And don't get me wrong, I love shootouts too, uh-huh. but I I do love the three on three hockey because it is like you got to change so quickly. Yeah, that's... and because you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of things going on. You can get fast breaks so fast, so it's it does get exciting. But there's I. I, I I got <clears throat> there's two other ones. One I'll, will be real quick is I would change the college football overtime rule what? back to where yeah. instead of going to the two point conversions uh, back okay. and forth, keep, I'd go back to what going. it was. I hate yeah. I hate the two point conversion. I think it's bullshit. Is I just like the hey, just keep going and keep going and keep going because 25 yard line. I, I feel like it's challenging still. And if a team goes to six overtimes, then they're that darn good. Yeah, like, that's just I, entertaining. <laughs> I, I like that. I and I hate the two point conversions now. The only other thing I would change, and this is again, I know we're all kind of football based mostly, but I would get rid of the defensive three second rule in the NBA so they can play zone defense. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Bring it back to bring it back old school basketball. Let them play some yeah. zone defense. Some hey, two, three, if that happened, two. I think Zach I think Zach Eady would have stayed in the draft. Some yeah. teams would have liked <laughs> that frame. Well, because and it, and it's allowed in college basketball. And there's a lot of team. I mean, take Syracuse for instance. I mean, they are a zone defense team. All right, that transfers. All right, I I, I think going back to Trent's point, the NBA has become such a show. They nobody dunks anymore. You know, it's it's yeah. a three point free for all. Like let's just chuck up shots from wherever. 
and they make them. And I I get it. I just I miss the old school like Shaquille O'Neal, Sean Kemp days like of like hey we're gonna like actually dunk on your head, you know. And then guess what? Next time down, we're also gonna do it again. Like I miss that kind of basketball. I miss the hard the hard basketball as opposed to the, the staying around the edge and just chuck up threes. I, yeah, one-on-one. One on one, yeah, one-on-one, one, no defense yeah. played. It's like, because you don't have to play. I mean, if you stand around the zone, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's frustrating. But, no, that's, that was, I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> my, my banter topic was super specific. Um, but my, my topic was uh, Russell Wilson's on the hot seat. So in the NFL, that was, that was my, um, I did read an article, I think it was a sports illustrated article about, uh, an ex NFL GM saying that Russell Wilson is fighting for his job. Um, I know he's been in the news this week a little bit for losing a ton of weight, kind of cutting up, you know, whatever he's doing, but it's, I don't know. I didn't looking at their quarterback depth, looking at the fact that John Elway is not in charge of anything anymore. Sean Payton's kind of the guy. Um, I know Russell Wilson, I guess you could argue, fits the mold of a Sean Payton quarterback in terms of size. Yeah. <laughs> but, size, but I, I totally disagree with that right there. Well, I said I, in terms of size. He, in terms of height, yes, but in terms of style. <laughs> that's, very that's, that's it. It's, it's <laughs> just his height. That's all I'm saying. I didn't okay, say anything yeah, else. I was going to say, I think, I think the issue with Hackett there was Hackett is used to a pro style stay in the pocket quarterback and that's what sean payton likes i mean unless he's gonna treat russell wilson like Taysom hill but like you just said isn't russell kind of losing weight aren't they saying he's toning down so it's like what are you gonna do you gonna are you gonna try to actually turn this 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 veteran super bowl winning quarterback into a pocket passer and one no you're not so I agree. I, I think Sean Payton's going to say, you do it my way and succeed in it. Yeah. Or guess what? We don't win a lot of games. A lot, a lot of guys coming out next year in the draft that look pretty darn good. But yeah. well, and please don't please don't stink too much because I want Caleb Williams in silver does, and black. <laughs> does Russell Wilson get traded to the 49ers this year? Well, let's not even bring that up because that's stupid. I agree. Comment. That's that's what everyone's saying. Sorry. I think I think that's the type of offense Russell needs to be in. Yeah. I think more yes. likely situation is that Sam Darnold goes to the Raiders and Jimmy G comes back to San Fran because he failed his physical. Yeah. But we'll no. Just, but we'll, hey, one other thing too with this with the Broncos and Russell Wilson stuff too is quarterback depth wise is you know who his backup is Trent. Uh No. Jared, Jared, go ahead. Jared Stidham, yeah. yeah. He looked pretty good. That, and that's what I'm saying. Good. Like, I, he's not a bad quarterback. But if Russell yeah. Wilson doesn't perform, I, I don't know. I just – I think last year was so bizarre. Because yeah. Wilson was supposed to be the guy that saves the Broncos. He runs through this whole stupid stuff, let's ride, and all this dumb crap, you know. I, I, I don't know why. I know people say he's a good guy. Like, I've always hated Russell Wilson because he was a Seahawks quarterback. But now that kind of the truth's coming out that he actually is kind of you know an asshole, I oh, oh. I just I, I'm not uh, explicit. That's actually my second one. So telling me, yeah, for, no. telling me up for two there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. I just I think that my gut feeling of of Russell Wilson initially is starting to come through, saying what other 
coaches and players and other people that have played with him are like, yeah, not the guy you think he is. Big poser, but I don't know. Sure. I, don't, I don't know. It is what it is. But that, that you know, mine was very specific on, like, you guys with your booming yeah. hot topics. Well, but I, I have one other. It's more of a debate question for booming sports topics. Um, it's I'd say it's kind of championship time of the year for major sports leagues. What do you guys think is the hardest major sports league championship to win? Stan, Stanley Cup. All, so all things considered, I'm talking – physicality just the cha- like the <clears throat> length of this length of the season durability of players all of that being cons- referees even all that considered what is the hardest sports league championship you still say stanley cup trend stanley cup period i i say stanley cup or the super bowl i say stanley cup because it is such a grind of each series only reason I'd say Super Bowl is tough is because it's a one and done. Like you lose, yeah. you're done. You know what I mean? Like if you lose in, a in the Stanley Cup, you got another chance next game. You got another chance. You know. Right. So I physicality wise, I'd say Stanley Cup for sure because it's so demanding and hockey is so demanding and those those guys are tough, tough as hell. But I think in terms of like opportunities and chances, I think winning the NFL Super Bowl is pretty darn tough. Okay. But what do you think, Trey? Uh, I was kind of between your two, Tyler. Um, the physicality of the NHL and just how tough those guys are. And, I mean, seven-game series and that kind of physicality takes a toll on anyone. Like, love playing right. grown adults. But, um, like you said, with the NFL, it's there's so many factors that come into winning a football game. Yeah. I mean, God, I hate to bring it up, but the Packers didn't let up an offensive touchdown an NFC championship and they lost that game right. because of their, spe- just because of their special teams. Right. Like something as simple as that is what lost the Packers in NFL playoff game. Yeah. And so if, I don't know, you know, a missed extra point, a missed field goal that is like 30 yards out that can lose someone a playoff game. And like yeah. you said, Tyler, that's it. You don't get a second chance. Right. Um, then again, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, with all this, those years of, of Rogers and Favre, only two Super Bowls a show. I mean, all right, we're not oh, getting into this. We're not getting sorry. into this. <laughs> Dude, that, that could be the booming hot topic every single game. Every I single, mean, okay, hold on real game. quick, because this was, this was, I, I'm not, I don't want to discuss it, but, you know, the, the news is starting to come out slowly but surely, but Rodgers did want that GM fired in 2021, right? Put this in the pers- You should know, you're the owner. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, seven <laughs> years. From two- the man. From two thousand, is he two thousand fifteen yeah. to twenty one? Green Bay had seven first round draft picks. They drafted six defensive players, and Jordan Love. Hmm. Yeah, just saying. So now you, you that's seven from two thousand fifteen to twenty one. Seven yeah, how, first round draft picks. How just many saying. of those years? How many years did the Packers make playoffs? Those years. How many Super Bowls did they win? But, I mean. It, like I said, it, that's okay. what makes me bring it brings it back to how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Maybe yeah. that is the hardest sports championship to win. Then, yeah, you got a t- you got a team that's been a perennial playoff team and has two Super Bowls in twenty five years. You you could also yeah. make the physicality argument too for the for right. the Super Bowl because of having a seventeen game season like they do. Right. You know, I don't. I, yeah, but with with a bye week and a week off before the Super Bowl, I mean, you're essentially. 
you, they're essentially getting two weeks off before they actually play the Super Bowl. I, I mean, like, I know, wish I wish I could actually like I, speak from I, a personal perspective. I think the Super Bowl's different. I think the Super Bowl's different if Patrick Mahomes has to play on that ankle week that very next week again. I think it's different, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could speak from a personal standpoint of hockey. Not playing hockey, I mean, it's right. you can only go from what you hear and what you know and your friends that have played. Like, I can tell you about football. You know, I know how I felt after high school games and college games and, you know, where it takes time to recover, knowing that, you know, the NFL guys are playing against guys that are a lot bigger, a lot faster than I ever played against. But, like, I don't, I don't have an experience from hockey. That's why, you know, I kind of taking the easy route and saying both. Both are tough. I'd say Stanley Cup and the NFL, but I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> well, speaking of championships, why don't we transition here to the Stanley Cup oh, a little yes. bit here? Talk a little bit, huh? All right, all right. Let's so do we, it. We have the Stanley Cup is taking place. It's going to be starting here Saturday, June 3rd. Uh, so we've been looking at a couple of different things. You obviously have the Florida Panthers being the Cinderella story of this. Um, just a couple things about the Panthers guys is they were literally ranked 16th out of all the playoff teams, wow. <laughs> meaning dead last. And they beat three of the top four teams already um, to get to their path that they're on here in the Stanley Cup, which is just kind of remarkable uh, to me to really look at that stuff. But, yeah, you got the Florida Panthers. You got the Vegas Golden Knights here. Um Obviously, you know, you got a lot of cup, a couple things in play. Vegas Golden Knights are now in their second Stanley Cup since they became a team in 2017. Um, <clears throat> kind of interesting to think about, you know, how many Stanley Cups you've been to and how many teams haven't been to it. The Panthers haven't been to a Stanley Cup since 1996. You know, almost going on 30 years, uh, which they lost to the Colorado Avalanche in the 96 Stanley Cup. I somehow kind of remember that because I had a friend who was a Panthers fan. Uh, wow! <laughs> great school. But, yeah, it's 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 gonna be an exciting series. But um, yeah, there's there's a couple headlines that we could really look at. There's a goalie matchup. Uh, you got Aiden Hill and Bobrovsky. Interestingly enough, uh, both of those guys were the starters at the beginning of the year. They were benched towards the end of the season, regular season. Uh, and then kind of came back into glory here as the playoffs went on. Oh, um, wait, which, wait, guys, guys. Did you just hear that? Is it Blades of Glory? I think I just heard cha-ching. Sorry, that was just me placing my bet on Vegas Golden Knights 4-1 to one in the series. Let's go. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not confident. That's sorry. Uh, I didn't. Didn't mean to interrupt it, but it just that noise caught my attention. Sorry. Yeah, I heard That's, that too. Plus five hundred, boys. Wow. Plus five hundred. You're saying four to one Golden Knights. Four four to one Golden Knights. Let's go. No way. Like that's that's so. Can like, do you have a reason why? Like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Eichel. Jack Eichel. Uh, he's and, he's and, doing it, and ready. He's doing oh, it to you. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. Did. He did. He's no, no, trying. Hold on. I'm not, taking, I'm not taking anything. I'm not, I'm not even taking that as my pick for that. But Eichel, and here's the other reason. Here's the other reason. He's I will trying, never huh? trust. 
I will never trust Bob in goal. As a, as a former Flyers goalie, seeing what he was capable of blowing in big situations, that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> there is no chance I would I would take the Panthers on this. And and hey, I could. I mean, I was. I think what they're doing is phenomenal. Uh, but nope, I'm, I'm saying Eichel's the best player on the ice, skill wise. Uh, but I also don't trust. I don't trust. You've just said it yourself. Bobrovsky has played so bad that he's been benched. So that's just my take. <clears throat> real, real quick, Trey, just so we can clear this no, up. I, I know. Trent, I know. Inter- Trent interrupted my stats yeah, to, just, get, just, just to, to get Jack Eichel in there. Yeah. Because I'm, not he wanted to I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'm not taking that. Yeah, so prior, prior to us recording, we, talked, <clears> we had an ongoing joke about how I apparently take Trent's picks. But in reality, me and Trent have similar thoughts, and he just blurts them out first. And, you mean, uh, you, with, mean you, you you tail my picks, I guess. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he I did, specific, dude. I was I in the middle of a goalie right? analysis, and Trent's like, oh, cha-ching, Golden Knights because yeah. of Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's like, wow. Just you asked stole my why. thunder away that's, from that. And I think, I think that's why. I guess I'll go now. Well, no, no. Let's let's let Tyler. I didn't, take, I didn't give you my – I gave you my winner. I did not give you my MVP. So, essentially, so, did. nope. I that is not my MVP. So you can, you can just. Well, here, hold on, hold on. Let me, I I only got a couple more stats here to throw out to you guys yeah, too give about us some stats. Stanley Cup stuff. But <laughs> what's I mean, what you're looking at? We talked about the Stanley Cups and how many times they made it. But the Panthers are only one of twelve teams never to have won the Stanley Cup uh, left in the NHL, uh, and then. On the other hand, though, with Vegas, you know, kind of looking at current day, I mean, obviously they're a new team, but they literally have three guys in the top ten in terms of points in the playoffs right now. You have Jack Eichel <laughs> at 18, you got March oh. Assault at 17, and you got Mark Stone at 15. So, I mean, they're a hot team. I mean, to say that they're going to win, I mean, that's you, you have a lot of things to back it up. It's... My my biggest thing though is, you know, and this will kind of lead us into picks here for both you guys. But I'm I'm going with the Florida Panthers in seven games. I'm saying it's a four three series. I think it goes the distance. Um, I actually think that that works into the Panthers' um, advantage a little bit. Uh, the biggest X factor in the series itself is going to be Kachuk from the Panthers. Um, he has three overtime winners in the playoffs. Uh, the biggest thing though, that he needs to do, cause he's one of the top guys right now left is he has to stay out of the penalty box. He has 24 minutes in the penalty box throughout the Stanley cup playoffs. So, but what I'm going with pick wise, <clears throat> I'm going with Panthers and seven Kachuk's my MVP. Kachuk right now has 21 points. He's got nine goals and 12 assists. So that's that's where I'm at with stuff. I do have a secondary MVP pick if, let's say, Vegas does win it, which I'll just kind of let you guys because I think you guys are both on the Vegas bandwagon, so I won't share that. I'll let you guys go. But uh, yeah. so that's my pick: Panthers and seven, Kachuk MVP. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll go. Uh, mm-hmm. Panthers and Jeez. Trent gave his picks. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the Knights in seven 
four to three. Okay. Um, plus four twenty five odds on DraftKings. And so about five bucks will win you like a little over twenty five dollars or something around there. Um, I'm going with my MVP, uh, Jack Eichel. He's got uh, 18 points this postseason, 12 assists. I think he's a facilitator. Um, I think the Knights just have the the firepower. Um, I know it's maybe not the popular opinion, but it's cliche to say, but I think the Panthers are going to be worn out from some very hard series between the Bruins a while ago, the Maple Leaves before that. Um, this last series wasn't so tough for him, but um, that's that's what that's been the argument though the whole time through the playoffs, and they just keep and, proving everybody wrong. Yeah, I know, and I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to the <laughs> argument because they gotta. <laughs> it's gotta. It's gotta help me sometime, right? I don't. But, I don't know, man. I I put money on the Panthers to win the Stanley Cup after they won the first round against Boston. So I've been riding that for a little bit, while, a little while now, and I also put some on Panthers to win four to three in the series now. So I, I, I'm gonna ride with it. And it's hard not to ride the hot team, but to me, I just think the Knights. The Knights have also been pretty good, and they've been pretty solid. And I don't know. I think Eichel's going to facilitate him to a Stanley Cup final, and I think he wins the the Smythe. Con Smythe, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. You better know the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Trent. All right, Trent. Let's hear yours. Well, well, well. You guys got my winner. <clears throat> Four to one Vegas, plus five hundred. However, my MVP will be Marsh or so. Marsh or so. Sorry, no, it's actually pronounced show at the end. Um, <clears throat> yes, yes. In preparation for the show, I made sure I knew how to pronounce it. Three syllables. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I'm going with him. Uh, I'm not sure he's unlike, on that. What's that? I'm not sure you're correct on that. Google it. Uh, that's, and Mar- is that what you did? Did you actually like let Google like say it to you? Marsha Show. Yes, Marsha Show. Uh, um, not March Assault, okay? Uh, Marsha Show. Yes. He must be French. Yeah, he's a French fella. Um, Canadian. Like LeBron. He's probably French Canadian. Uh, <laughs> he's probably from Quebec. Oh, Trey, come on now. Easy. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got, I got, that's my MVP. All right. That's my, my con Smythe winner, right? Um, yeah, let's go Knights. I, I was right. on, just now that you guys said yours, I, I was also on Eichel to win con Smythe uh, if Vegas wins it. So, but again, nope. I, I'm on the Panthers <clears throat> with Kachuk. So, I, yes. I think, dude, if you watch his hand-eye coordination, they wa- they showed video of him at practice, like, showing how he actually deflects pucks in. It is such a skill. That dude's a beast. And I'm telling you what, he is a difference maker. Jason Tatum's childhood friend. Didn't they? Yeah, they went to the same high school, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think. It's such yeah. a wild connection. Like when yes. about well, well, speaking of the NBA, guys, what do you say? Let's... Let's go ahead and then dabble in the finals, which tips off tomorrow, June oh 1st, uh, in Mile High City. Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat. 8.30 tomorrow um, night. So, I mean, right now I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it again. I see in all the headlines, everything's about the Heat everywhere, right? Hmm. So, yet again... 
my reason a while back when we first started picking our, our picks for this is the Denver Nuggets are the most disrespected number one seed in a very long time, in my opinion. Surprise they ever. <laughs> Nobody talks are. about them. They are. I mean, it's because you got a, a, a center like Jokic who's the – people hate to admit that he's so dominant. But, yeah. um, Which I don't understand. But don't get, don't get me wrong. I, I, <clears throat> I love the story with Miami. I love Jimmy Butler. Like, I, I won't be – I won't be disappointed if Butler wins, yeah. uh, if, if he gets a championship. But only two teams in the 21st century have made the NBA Finals uh, without being a top-four seed. That was uh, both times. The Miami Heat in 2020 as a fifth seed, uh, eighth seed this year, 2023. So um, if you would have seen, I believe it was – after Miami lost the play-in game to the Hawks this year, yeah, the first one, the Miami Heat were something on the on the lines of like plus twenty-seven thousand to win, to win, to win the whole thing. So, some some crazy crazy numbers there. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there that took it just for the heck of it. Yeah, but I'm sure. we'll see those tickets. But yeah, I I, uh, I like the story of the Heat. You know, I, I I've started to really, I mean, I've started to really respect Eric Spolstra the way he goes from yeah. 1995 being a video coordinator, um, to where now he's an NBA champion as a head coach, mainly because he had one of the best superstars ever in I, uh, Dwayne in Dwayne Wade, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, here we go. Start that <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not even going to comment. Yeah, I, I, I had that, I had that in my back pocket, but uh, but no, I mean it, it's nuts. And then I, honestly, the guy that does deserve some credit is Pat Riley. He's been a part of uh, 19 yeah. NBA Finals in which, some capacity, which is so, incredible. Yeah, the only guy that has more than him is Jerry West, right. <laughs> the Mr. Logo himself. So, <laughs> um, He's a good silhouette. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm still I'm not going to rattle off many stats here to you guys, but I'm all, I'm all on the Nuggets taking it. Um, I just think they're the better team. Um, I love I love Malone. I like I like I I said I respect Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra. Sorry, um, but Malone is one of my favorite coaches. To actually, and this is weird to say this in the NBA, to actually coach in the NBA, like. Right. It's not just, hey guys, go play hard, right? You know, but he he uh, watch watch what they run offensively. They run, yeah. they actually run an offense. Yeah, flex so, offense. Yeah, it is a flex. It actually yeah. absolutely is a flex. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm on the Nuggets. I have them right now. I believe I stated it many many times. I have them going four to two. Okay. In this case, four to two. Um, Who's your MVP? My MVP, who? My MVP is is uh, I, mean, I don't want to is it I don't want to take the favorite because I just think he's going to win the favorite no matter what. But I don't think it's much I, I'm actually I don't think it's a question. <laughs> I know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and not take the favorite from you guys since you're letting me go first. I'm gonna take Murray. Murray's my MVP. Why would, you take, I, why would you take the favorite, dude? He's a favorite for a reason, dude, and. I know, but I'm I'm just saying for pick purposes, <clears throat> gambling wise, yeah, take take the favorite. But I'm saying for this case, I, I mean, 
I think the obvious one is 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 Jokic, but I I would not sleep on Murray getting it. I actually thought Murray made a pretty good case in the Eastern Conference Finals too. Yeah, but she sure did. Do you want to Trey? You want to give your take because I I have a couple things too. Yeah, so I I know I've been on the Nuggets when they won the uh, Western Conference Finals, um, but watching the I, I don't know I feel like the Heat match up better against the the Nuggets than the Celtics do. Hmm. I, I truly Which do. a lot of people disagree with that. I don't think Al Horford is a physical pre- enough of a physical presence for Jokic. And I think that Bam Adebayo is. Yes. He's not going to be able to push him around. It's it's funny you said that because that was a guy I had mentioned too about right. being able to defend. I don't think anybody can defend him, but I think right. he's actually going to be somebody that could try. He, he, he can disrupt <laughs> him. He can yeah. disrupt his game. Try. And Al Horford, can, Al Horford cannot. And neither can uh, the, what number 42 for the Celtics, the the guy that tried covering Jimmy Butler with the one game. Uh, I forget his name, Grant something. But um, hey, Robert Williams did a pretty good job on him. I would no, say it of, was like I think it was Grant Williams. I know you're talking about out of Tennessee, yeah. but I'm I'm saying so they Al actually Hor- did. Al, Al Horford's 42. Yeah, but right. 44, 44 was Robert Robert Williams out of Texas A&M. Yeah, it was Robert Williams. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did pretty good. I actually thought he would be a tougher guy to match up, even more so than Bam. Bam defense. Yeah. Eh, I yeah. guess. I guess he's pretty good. At he's been in the he's, discussion pretty. He, he looks player. like a. Uh, he looks like a. He looks like Dwight Howard. <laughs> in terms of physicality, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. I also think yeah. that he. He's also a guy too, Trey. Not only defending Jokic, is he's yeah. a guy that could also take it to Jokic to so try exactly. to get him into foul trouble. Exactly. So that, yep. that and, you know. So my, I'm gonna go, basing with that belief with I think in the Heat matching up better. Uh, watching the series, I think that the role players have nothing to lose uh, for the Heat. Um, they, they in general have nothing to lose as an eight seed playing going against this one seed. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Heat in seven games. I'm going to take them four three over the Nuggets. Wow. Um, yeah, and my my MVP pick is also out there. I'm not going to go with Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to take Bam out of bio. I'm going to go with plus twenty thousand odds. Gabe Vincent, the point guard for the Miami Heat. Do you, do you have why? Just because he's a point guard? Or? Um, I think that the Nuggets are going to lock down Jimmy Butler. Um, I think he'll. I think he'll get his. I think he'll get his twenty some points a game, couple rebounds, couple assists. But I think Gabe uh. Vincent is a is money from the three point line. Um, I think he's going to when he can facilitate. I think he's going to dish the ball and get some get some nice assists. I think he's going to put some stat lines that people are going to be quite surprised about. Can we just can we just can we summer can we summarize your takes right now? Yep, let's hear. Hey, Skip Bayless, hey, hey, mini Skip Bayless over here. You just said Jimmy Butler is going to get locked down. One, two. You said Bam Adebayo is going to lock down Jokic. You just said the two best players. Said give him a challenge. I don't care. I'm I'm here in lockdown. Hey, skip skip Bayless. Oh my goodness, those are pretty. How many many times? How many times has Jokic been to the finals? Zero. It's the Nuggets' first time ever. Okay. All right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe falters under the pressure under this big stage. All right. So that kind of here. 
That kind of leads saying, into my stuff. You saying that about Tyler's Panthers pick last time? <laughs> so, so listen. So obviously, right now Heat are eight and a half underdogs. All right, nine. I got plus nine right now. You got nine? Okay. Well, yeah, I got nine earlier this afternoon. But Trey, Trey pointed out, Trent pointed out, you guys, Nuggets have never made the finals. Heat are an eight seed. I I think here's the issue. All right, is I think that you saw. If the Heat would have closed it out early against the Celtics, I think that you would have seen that you would see a little bit more fight in them. Uh, I'm actually going Nuggets in five. I think wow. Nuggets four games, Heat get one game. Um, I just I, Heat get one game. I think they get one game. Now the only way that I would say that they get more than that is depending on the script. And how long they want, you know, viewership. <laughs> but that that's just me. Uh, thanks, Tim Donahue. But anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> I think you saw the heat again. Now, I will say this. <clears throat> I was the only one of us three that did pick Nuggets heat in the finals. <laughs> that was me. Once, that was once, me. It, once it got to the Eastern finals, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure it was before that. Oh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was the series before that. Is I was the hey, only one to say Nuggets listeners, Heat. Listeners, you let us know. Listeners, you I, let I'm, us know. I'm going to actually go back. I'm going to listen to what I said because uh-uh. I'm pretty sure it was before the Celtics series that I said the Heat would be in the finals. Okay. I'm, I'm, I would, no, I'm about 98% positive. I think, Tyler, I think you said it when the Lakers were still playing the Warriors. I do. Might have been. It, I don't know. It was It was something. I, was one, I, I know for sure that I definitely said Nuggets Heat. Um, but, again, I, I think the Heat faltered a little bit. I think they kind of got exposed where there's times where, you know, even watching the game a little bit is sometimes the guys on the heat kind of force stuff. And I feel like if you try to force things a little bit, especially against the Nuggets team that is so sound, and you guys both pointed out the coaching aspect of it, when you got a team that's so sound and coached and can actually say, okay, hey, if this team's going to do this, we're going to counterpunch with this, I, I think you have a different game. But – I mean, let's let's all be honest here, all right? Joker is a man among boys, all right? He can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound, he can dribble, all right? He is a and center. He'll, he'll take your trash out and walk your dog. Dude, I'll tell I'm, you what. I'm, like I'm not kidding. You. Like let's he's he's a point guard in a center's body, all right? The guy is yeah. averaging. You ready for this? He's averaging a triple double in the playoffs. Okay, he's got twenty nine point nine points a game, ten point three assists a game, and thirteen point three rebounds a game. Dude, triple-double, all right? Because get this, he has eight triple-doubles in the playoffs, all right? There is only three other players this NBA playoffs that have one, okay? Most notable would be Steph Curry, all right, that everybody else knows. Um, He also has 13 double-doubles, all right, which is also among Anthony Davis had 13 and Jason Tatum had 15 double-doubles, all right? So the the guy's a beast, all right, he's it's the only so, one. It's just so weird. What's so weird? It's so weird that you're using these stats and calling him this unstoppable beast when there's one person uh, who has done this. Oh God! Every single playoffs. But he's not. It, but he's not in the playoffs anymore. Okay. But he's not in the playoffs, and that's my oh, point. Oh yeah, in his twentieth year. Sorry. Okay. But mm. anyway, so I'm going Nuggets in five. Nuggets win four to one. Uh, Joker's MVP. 
Hey, yeah. and Trey, what, who's the other major superstar, max contract superstar on Jokic's team? <clears throat> Jamal Murray. He's a max contract guy? I think he is, yeah. It, is he right now? I, I, I think he is. In the future? No, well, let me, I'll look it up right now. Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, LeBron's always had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh... AD. Kyrie, AD. I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm just saying. Just, just. Yeah, I'd anyway, say, I'd say it's a. I'd say it's a max contract. Okay, I'm just five checking. Year, five years, 160 million dollars. No, that's not a max contract. That's not. I don't think that is. Who's max? max? Yeah, the max. I'm pretty sure max is like KD level, LeBron level. We'll check. We'll have to check on on what what defines a max. Oh no, yeah, it was but... it was a max extension for Jamal Murray. Okay. Yep, I, I right here. So you would say Jamal Murray is on the level of like a Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kyrie Irving, AD. Uh, I don't think his career is there, but I think okay. he has the talent. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. All right. Well, I think, listen. I, think I know. Better, I think he's a better three point shooter than Dwayne Wade. I do know we have to. I do know we have to get into baseball here, um, but I do just want to throw out a kind of a a little fun bet out there in case anybody's looking to sprinkle a little something or maybe use your free ten to twenty dollar bet that you could have gotten on DraftKings uh, today. Uh, if you go to NBA Finals on DraftKings, ready for this? And you you know you look at the the specials or whatnot, the, the oh, different yeah. types of bets. There's a pretty cool one. It's titled Bang, uh, which is the dist. Nope, Bang, sorry. Um, but distance <laughs> of the longest made shot in the NBA Finals, hmm. over 47 and a half feet. Interesting. Okay. Um, What's half for, court? For plus 5,000. How long is half court? Well, I... I I have to look up half court. I did research what the three point line is. Three point line is about 22, 22 feet three inches from like top of the key. Oh, area. Half so. court. Half court is forty seven feet. Okay, so a step behind. A step behind half court. So hold on, is, that's a bet. That is a bet over forty seven and a half feet, five thousand plus five thousand odds. So to make it. To make sense to everybody of what that would be, if you bet ten dollars on that, you would cash out over five hundred dollars, five hundred and ten. And that's exactly what I'm betting right now. Wow, that wow. that feels a lot like my uh, what was it buzzer beater bets that I put on the NCAA basketball March Madness bets. <laughs> it was like, will will there be a buzzer beater in round one? Oh, that that is there. That is there. Yeah, yeah. buzzer beaters are there. That's frustrating. Yeah, buzzer beaters are there. So, will there be buzzer beater in the finals, Tyler? Field goal to give team win as time expires. No chance of of the opponent to inbound is right. that, that's plus, what it was for NCAA. That's plus three thousand. Yeah. So, I'm pretty pumped. I, I can't wait for my five hundred dollars now. Five hundred thousand. Yeah. No, five hundred dollars. <laughs> Would you bet a dollar? No, no, ten bucks. Ten bucks. I thought you just said ten bucks would win five hundred thousand. 
No, 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 no. There's no way they would ever offer that. I was going to say, dude, if you win $500,000, you better give me a shot of that. Like, Look at Tyler already claiming claiming a bet that he didn't even win yet. <laughs> you better give me. Hold on. Who who brought the bet to the table? Or to the you Are you betting 10 bucks though? Yes, I did. I bet 10 bucks. No, I meant wow. Trent. Uh, no, I did not bet ten dollars on it. I haven't. I'm going to. I'm going to decide what I want to use on it. <clears throat> I do. I do love it. I do love it. I think it's. Dude, that, I think it's can awesome. you imagine that hits? Yeah. What is That'd the odds? Five hundred. You know what I'm going to say when it hits? Bang! Bang! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we better just like. Literally, just like make an additional episode, and all we say when we log on is "bang." Oh, dude, we we can make that. We'll make that a commercial. Todd, give me your best bang. Go bang. Oh, I like it. Okay. I like it. Trey, go bang. Ooh, a lot of bass on the B. Oh, oh man, put your wow. back on. Bang. That was a little hot pitched one. Yeah, that's right. You got a little squeaky there. Yeah, I was fighting, fighting allergies. Sorry. Got to take <laughs> all right, hey, we're going to transition to our last segment here, which is the MLB. Uh, we are going to look to segment this now. Uh, so we got three categories that we're going to do. We're going to we're going to have bet, bail, and backing. All right, obviously we love the three Bs here with beer to baker bets and beer to baker banter. All right, so our bet means that is this is something you love. All right, this is something you love in the MLB. This could be gambling related. This could be something that's going on something that you enjoy watching all right so that's what our bet is bail is something that you hate all right it again could be gambling could be something that you just are despising watching baseball all right something you're frustrated with and then backing what we're each going to do is we're each going to talk about three trends uh that we're looking at in baseball all right so a couple trends that we're looking at that we're kind of saying hey this is very interesting uh in the baseball game so Let's start off with bet, all right? The things that we love right now. Um, I'll give us, Trey, you want to start off? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, the one that I'm liking, I started, actually just recently started betting it again because I've enjoyed it so much. Um, it's something that's been popular in baseball for the last two seasons. Uh, I got away from it because I had a bad stretch, but um, I'm liking the no runs first inning bets. Mm. Those are something that I've gotten back onto. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. You're back you're back um, on it because I am so far I, away from that. I am back on it because one, it's something that keeps you it's a quick and easy bet. You don't gotta watch the whole game. Um two, I think that you can get some decent odds on I think a pretty winnable bet. Um the key to me for those these types of bets that I what I've been doing is finding games that don't have stud pitchers yeah. like necessarily pitching in them and getting decent odds still. Yeah. Um I think that's the the way to go with those because even with those the pitchers that are like studs like you say you got like for your let's just say Mitch Keller and Shan McClanahan pitching you can get that no run first inning for like Shannon minus Shane. one <laughs> Shan McClanahan <laughs> Shane McClanahan <laughs> whoa Black that Betty McClanahan <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> Some no-name pitchers that 
maybe, maybe give up a couple runs that are known for it, and you bet the no run first inning in those games. That's that's what I've liked betting. Trent, what do we what we also found a kind of a secret to that too last year? Um, you take tie. Yeah. You bet the tie of the like the result of the first inning could be a tie. So if you get a no run first inning. Um, zero zero, and you win. If it ends up being one one, because you, you get two, you yeah. get two solo homers or something like that. Great, you still win your bet. That so. was a, that was a tie because we we found out. Listen to um, hammer down. Uh, here, here's my question: Are, are the tie odds better than the no run? <laughs> that, that's what you got to look at. Is is you got to weigh them out because a lot of times what you you'll see is they're very similar. Well, yeah. little trade off. The 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 no run first inning usually always has a little bit better. Yeah, better juice on it. So, okay. but they can be a difference of like five to ten, maybe fifteen odds. So, okay. like as a, as opposed to a one ten, you might get a one twenty. And you know what? I'll take any I'll take any little edge I can. Yeah. So tie tie is something neat to look at too. So with that, but that's yeah. So that's what you're that's what you're betting and loving. I mean, yeah. Besides the obvious over unders, which yeah, let's. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. Trent, if you don't mind, I'm going to go next with my uh, my bet. What I'm loving right now is I am loving K props, guys. I'm back, dude. I'm back on it, dude. I've looked back at it and I feel like I've learned a lot over the last couple of seasons because I was always a K prop over guy. Where hey, you find the pitchers and you try to find, you know, kind of like I always did with the the first five plus a half is where can you find that like little advantage. Right now, I'm I'm finding a couple of pitchers that I'm obviously loving. Uh, Mitch Keller being my dude, and I, I have stated this, and we can go back to what about five six episodes ago when I said bet on Mitch Keller, whether it be K props or whether it be Pirates first five innings, bet on Mitch Keller, and he has not let me down the last several times that I bet on him. And it's funny because even today, when I put my bet out, right. And you guys were like, well, what's, you know, what are you most confident in? And I looked at it and I, I really contemplated. Now, all my bets hit them, all my leans, but I contemplated because the last time I didn't take the Mitch Keller bet, my pick lost. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I went against my rule. I, I didn't bet on Mitch Keller. So every time that Mitch Keller is pitching right now, I am 100% back in. So now I will say this. So I'm, I'm on Mitch Keller, I'm on McClanahan with the Rays. With his K props, uh, I'm also looking at Javier from the Astros and Kramer from the Orioles. Uh, now I'll say this: my overs right now is Keller and McClanahan when they when they have their overs posted. I'm usually going to take their overs. Javier with the Astros and Kramer with the Orioles. I'm usually going to take their unders. All right, now that obviously is subject to change, <laughs> um, but. What what you what we need to keep an eye on. And this is where I feel like I'm I've kind of matured as a K prop better. Is I'm I'm ready for Mitch Keller to start getting the seven and a half, eight and a half K prop bets, and I'm also ready to take the under that because you know watching his game today, you know he he got hit around a little bit, but he's still able to get his case, you know, and so I'm fully prepared to start hitting the unders. If they start over, I guess, I don't know, what's the word? Overcapping. Overcapping him, I guess, yeah. So overcapping, if they start overcapping him and he starts getting seven and a half, eight and a half, 
I'm I'm gonna probably start to hit an under here or there. Now I'm not gonna post that in a, as an official bet because I'm gonna let that play out and see what it does a little bit before I start making an official play. But I'm gonna start to play with that a little bit. So I'm loving K props, overs, unders. It's a lot to learn, especially this you know kind of point in the season where my first five plus a half a run kind of thing is it's a little tough at times. <laughs> So I'm yeah. I'm really kind of I'm focused in on very specific bet with K props. Tyler, uh, to add on to your K prop thing, one other pitcher that you could add on to that that you should be looking into whenever they're pitching, uh, Hunter Brown. Yep, Hunter Brown from the Astros. For the Astros. Yep. Oh I, my goodness, dude. I'm not gonna lie. So to give to give, <clears throat> I'll give a shout out. There was somebody that actually followed us today on our on our uh, Twitter account. Yeah. He, he went to college with me. He's my buddy from college. No. <laughs> elbow. Um, elbow. Elbow in the gut. No, not, yeah. that's not who it was. Yeah, Ryan. No, but I'm, I'm not – that's not That's not what the pick was. Uh-oh. It was somebody that actually followed us today that I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, hang on. Let me pull him up real quick. It's <laughs> Here you go. At John Pork Picks. Hey, shout right. out John Pork Picks. John Pork Picks, all right. Dude just followed us today. Um and I looked at some of his stuff, and he was on Mitch Keller strikeouts and Hunter Brown strikeouts, right? And he took a two-leg parlay that was Mitch Keller 7-plus and Hunter Brown over 6.5. That was plus 241. Both hit. Yeah. Uh, and he also took this extended leg of Mitch Keller 8-plus eight, eight and Hunter Brown 9-plus, plus 1040. And I'm pretty sure, unless things change, Hunter Brown hit that as well. Well, Hunter Brown threw eight Ks in four innings. Ooh, baby. Is that – so that was it? Yeah, he hit it. I mean, no, he had Hunter nine, Brown he had hit nine. Who did? Hunter Brown – he had Hunter Brown nine nine Ks. Oh, uh, then he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Whoa. He had eight, he had, well, he had eight strikeouts in only four innings, and then they he pulled had, him. I think he had eight – I think he had eight and three. Because I, I wow. saw the same thing. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, he's definitely going to hit this pick. But, wow, yeah. so he ended with eight. Yep. Oh, man. But, no, that was – Hunter Brown was a guy – You're. it's funny you said that because right when I was just talking about Hunter Brown, like, I knew you were going to say that because yeah. that's a guy I'm going to start to follow too. So He's, he's, a, he's a young stud. He's going to yeah. be good in the next couple of years. So, yeah, bet, loving, K-props. Trent, what are you loving? Um, I am just going to simply just state a team to be aware of, uh, and that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're hot right now. They got a stud with uh, Gal- Gallon pitching. Gallon, Gallon. Um, Marsha Show. Uh, anyway, oh, <laughs> I, I'm big on the, the Diamondbacks looking at uh, – Coming up in the month of June, uh, their next series after they have one more with the Rockies, I would probably say their toughest one is against the Braves, who Braves, I believe, they struggled a little bit there with the, the A's uh, this past series. They lost, but, two, um, they lost two or three. They lost yeah. the series, yeah. Yeah, so um, they get the Braves next three, but then pretty much all the way up to about late June – um, I have it right here for me. I would say their next toughest series against a true contender is June 27th versus the Rays. And the Rays have hit a little cold spot 
Um, but they are seven and three in their last ten. Um, I, their bats are their bats are working for them. Their pitching is is pretty solid. So I'm just I'm just aware of them right now. They are second in the NL West to the Dodgers, but they're not too far behind. Um, they are top ten in terms of runs and hits. Um, just outside the top ten at eleventh in terms of home runs. But I don't know. I just I I really like uh, I like where they're where they're going right now. So they're a team that I'm going to keep an eye on because sometimes with their reputation, you might be able to get one of those first five uh, mm-hmm. first five run lines For sure. that, that is, works out in your favor. So absolutely. All right, yeah. so we're going to move segment into the bail aspect of things. All right, these are things that we hate. All right, again, not necessarily gambling-related, but things that we hate right now in baseball. Um, yeah, how about, Trent, we'll start with you this time. Yeah, start with Trey. All right, Trey, go ahead. Ah, goodness gosh. All right, you guys well, don't want to. I can start quickly. Goodness gosh. Yeah. No, I have a little recency <laughs> bias on, on what I hate lately, and that is... <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is the freaking White Sox and the Angels. Mm. Yeah. Both those. No, I mean that. Like I said, those are very specific examples because I've bet on them. I think four times in the last week, and I've lost every single bet on either one of those teams. Yeah. Um, but it just a more general thing I hate is over unders right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, holy crap! I I I'm, I'm I've tried multiple strategies. I've done all the research. It just I can't figure it out, and I don't know. I'm just always on the wrong side of things, and it feels like. Every every like edge I have, or every little little stat that I think will, will hat, like is un uh, what's where I'm looking for unconsidered when, yeah. when making a bet. It doesn't matter. It's kind of why I went. Today, that's kind of why I went into like the K props because I got right. away from the team stuff because right you're hitting that point of the season like you got we like we talked about last week. It's like what the hell? Yeah. What the hell is gonna win? You know? It's like finding that quick niche. For me, the White Sox have been a team that started out so bad, terrible. One of the worst, one of the worst teams, high strikeout rates, and yep. then the week before this week, they were scoring runs. They're yep. they're looking like a like, like they should be. They're hitting home runs. They're batting the ball. Their pitchers are looking great. Um, yeah, it's just it's just not not yeah, not, not, not been good for me. <laughs> yeah. The over-unders and baseball in general, when it comes to betting, has been very very frustrating. Yeah, and and tough. Um, you are, yeah. We are hitting that spot. We're in that spot of the season about it. What? About a third of the way through? Yep. And what I'm trying not to do, I'm not trying to change too much because once you change, then it just snowballs. Well, yeah, and exactly. I'm trying to trust the law of averages, but it's it's really testing me. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get there. I mean, law of averages is going to pan, pan out for stuff. but Yeah. Trent, but no, that's why, I, that's honestly, I've been bailing on the over-unders, and that's why I've been... Picking up the no run first innings. I've been betting more money lines in general. So, sure. start we'll see. maybe seeing that in some of the picks coming up. Trent, what are you bailing on? I'll, I'll tell you what I'm, I'm freaking bailing on is the heavy favorite money lines. Yes. Um, I like I, it. I, you know, I like to take I mean, I like it, but I hate it. What's that? I said I like it, but I hate it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I like I'm telling you, you right now, I, I joke, 
I joke when I sit there and say, you know, I, oh, whenever I bet on the Rays, they lose. But I, I'm honest. I'm honest to God. I'm, I'm seeing an 18 losses in Tampa Bay Rays column. And I guarantee you I've bet on at least 16 of those losses. <laughs> um, so what, what's what's considered a, a heavy favorite? Like I, I've seen. Over two hundred. I was going to say, I was minus, say over, over minus minus one ninety is usually where I draw the line. So yeah. you guys bet. You guys bet on those lines. So so can I? I was going to explain how I use them. Uh, very typical. Uh, very typical strategy when trying to just get a little bit nicer juice on maybe like a two three. Sometimes if it's a weekend and you're feeling crazy, a four leg parlay. Um, where you just, you just add that, oh, there's no way they lose to this team. Look who's pitching and boom, it happens. Let me just, uh, let me just toss this extra leg on. That's sure. going to lose yep. me my yes. parlay. Yes. 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 And, and you do. <laughs> and, and sometimes you, you just have to take that. Hey, you know what? Plus two fifty, plus two. That's pretty nice little parlay. It's going to, it's, you know, if it hits, it's going to boost my bankroll. Nice little spot. But, but I mean, I, I feel like. Lately, you know, DraftKings has been pretty awesome with providing some boosts, um, you know, insurance on things. So, you know, when they give you the insurance, do them. Like, why not? If you if you bet your unit that you typically do, you're you're gonna make a bet the next day with it. So why not? You know, like yeah, it's kind of like usually what I do with those. You know, and 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 that's typically what I will do is, um, but you know, recently it was the race, uh, the Dodgers today dropping to the nationals like what the heck uh and then even even i mean this series i avoided them but a lot of times it's that it's the astros yeah. that i would do that with and i mean i wouldn't do it against the twins right now because i think twins are hot but um yeah so adding that like that almost like hey there's no way this loses the money line for a favorite to a to a parlay so yeah. So, so that, that's all I'm that's all I'm bailing on right there. Um So here here's what I'm bailing on. Uh streaky hitting. Streaky hitting in baseball right now. And I am so frustrated with it because I think it affects a lot of things that I do kind of look at with gambling wise. The Padres piss me off. The <laughs> Orioles, streaky hitting has pissed me off because they're either gonna hit the hell out of the ball or they're not gonna hit anything at all. Uh the Phillies, another team. The Mariners. Don't touch team, the Phillies. Ugh. And the Yankees are five teams I would look at. I just, I am totally right now, I am just off on this streaky yeah. hitting bullshit that's going on with some of these teams that are supposed to be pretty good teams. And that's that's the most frustrating part of it is, you know, you look at teams, I'll take the Phillies for instance, is the Phillies right now, I, was watching, I watched the Phillies play the Mets tonight and, their post-game show, the guy we're talking about, the one guy mentioned, he goes, I look at the faces right now, and they look scared. He goes, they look so unsure at the plate when they're hitting. He goes, it just looks like a team that's completely, like, doesn't know what to do. And it's so frustrating when you take teams like the Padres, the, you know, the Phillies, the Mariners, the Yankees. You know, I'll, I'll sp- I'll put the, I put the Orioles on there because they frustrated me this week a little bit. But, like, they can be a team where they're pitching the Orioles. I'll talk specifically to the Orioles. Their pitching can be so damn good, but then their hitting can be so damn bad. Now, I I will say this is that <laughs> tonight, all right. I know they lost, which was very frustrating. 
to lose two or three. But when you have a guy like Rushman, Rushman, yeah. who went four for five tonight, yep. dude's a beast. Yeah, and so, not only that, he is so intelligent when yeah. it comes to if when you watch like today, or I was watching some highlights against the Guardians and or the team from Cleveland that they played today. Um, Thank you for that, Trey. Appreciate he, that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, a, a, one of the players hit. It was like a they just swung over it, like deflected down on the home plate, bounced twice mm-hmm. on home plate. Rutschman hopped up right away, grabbed the ball, tagged the player, and he's yeah. the guy's out. Yeah. Because he knew that if it gets off home plate, it's a foul ball. Yep. And just just that little baseball IQ and getting that out. Yep. Like that's a that's a big out in in, in baseball. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. And he is he's a young intelligent just complete baseball player when yep. it comes down to it for sure and he's he's gonna be he's gonna be like a buster posey like that type of leader for yeah, years and years to that. come just so they keep him guys but they, hey, they Ty, will. They will. tyler to uh speak on behalf of your 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 bail the streaky hitting baloney mm-hmm. i mean look at look at one of our picks tonight you know we got the over seven and a half in yankees mariners Yankees are literally coming off of three straight games where they scored 10 runs. I know. And they got a big old goose egg. Yep. Although they're threatening right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's That's what makes baseball a, you know, it, I like it. I truly I truly do. I like it um, in terms of, like, the analysis. But it can be frustrating. Yeah. It can be very frustrating. So many things to go into it, but... Hey, let's get into. You guys want to get into our uh, what we're backing with a, a couple of very quick trends here, and we'll yeah. wrap this thing up, huh? Yeah. What we'll do? Let's just do this as a quick, like, hey, trend one, trend two, trend three, quick okay. to the point. Tell us why, kind of thing. So I'll, and, and I will. We'll start, uh, yeah. I'll gladly start if you guys don't mind. Yep. I'll be quick here. Um, I would like to just say the the one trend. I guess if you can consider it a trend is. The Cubs pitching, um, mm-hmm. Marcus not Strain, a baby, not a great team overall, sub five hundred by almost nine or ten games. Um, but you've got two pitchers on that Chicago Cubs staff that are top five in the ERA with Stroman, I believe, at two in the NL, and I believe Steele is like right behind him at at at, at third. So uh, that pitching staff right there. Um, I don't know if the Cubs, with the history that they have, if they're gonna like completely sell the sell the roster or whatnot. But um, I think you gotta try to keep those arms because those are some stud pitchers right there, um, if I may say so myself. But um, something to keep an eye on because they did lose tonight uh, is the Dodgers this year are sixteen and six after a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to to keep an eye on. Um, the other thing that I will say with overs and unders, okay, for a league that is super competitive, and I feel like we bet it often, um, the, the AL East, the Red Sox are 12 and two in terms of the over under the over is 12 and two, uh, within divisional games. So just something, some sort of trend to, to keep an eye on with those teams. All right, Trey, you want to go to your trends? Yeah, um, my trends to start is Aaron Judge hitting props right now. Okay. Um, he is he is looking like 
the same Aaron Judge from last year. I think he's on. He might hit sixty home runs again playing in that stadium. Um, I think betting him to get one plus hit, even sprinkling on a homer every like when he has a good pitching matchup, um, will will produce a lot of positive results for you. Trey, um, Trey, can I Trey, can I just add a quick thing? He is sure. he tied his own record in terms of amount of home runs in a certain amount of games this year. So whatever yeah. amount of games are at right now, he oh, tied yeah. his he tied his record he set yeah. last year with the eighteen yeah, he's, home he's, runs. He's already at eighteen. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's unbelievable. Like I, I didn't think he was a fluke necessarily, but I didn't think he'd be able to repeat what he's been doing. So. Props to him. Uh, he's he's right now a betting trend or just a trend in baseball. I see uh, it's pretty beneficial. Um, next one is this one's a little bit interesting and kind of hard to explain. But um, teams that are the away teams that are fi- that are favored um, right now, those teams are hitting at sixty percent rates on their money line. So, say the Dodgers play um, the Rockies away and they're minus um 140 minus 180 uh those teams are hitting at over a 60 percent clip um that's pretty significant in my eyes um the only other last trend is kind of similar is just away dogs run lines so away teams that are underdogs are not losing by more than two runs so they're either losing by a run or they're winning the game and uh that's also hitting around 60 percent so those yeah. are just the things that I noticed recently. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm backing. That's impressive. Hey, I'll, yeah. I'll add something on here, and I hope I don't take one of Tyler's. You're talking about Judge and his hits. Uh, I believe Freeman for the Dodgers is right now currently on a 20 game hit streak. Stop! Oh my goodness! Stop! 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 Oh! <laughs> no, really, you, just, you took it. You took it. Do I really take that? No, I'm sorry. Just stop. I'm All right. Well, okay. Well, just, to, just to say one other thing, he's almost hitting 400. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it's Ooh. nuts. And the MLB, he is—he is the most consistent baseball player, maybe of all time, because yeah. he's been doing this for years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry, Ty. Uh, no. Uh, oh my um, gosh. Uh, all right, so no, that's fine. I'll—I'll I'll actually start with that trend. That was actually my third one because that was actually kind of the most surprising one. He is right now. All right, and these are updated stats. He is on a twenty-game hit streak. Freddie Freeman from the Dodgers. Uh, he Sorry. actually has 37 hits in that win st- or in that hit streak, which is completely nuts. Tonight he actually had two more hits, <clears throat> so I actually had to update his stats on my own. Um, two for four tonight. He was four for five the game before. So the dude is just nuts. So in terms of trends that I'm wa- or trends that I'm watching backing here, uh, Freddie Freeman from the Dodgers. Uh, and his 20-game hit streak is just bananas. All right, I think it would be the best way to describe it. Um, <clears throat> other other trends that I'm backing here, uh, Texas Rangers money line is a team to watch. Now, I know this is not very popular after they lost today 3-2 to the Tigers, which kind of sucked, but whatever. Baseball. Yeah, <laughs> Happy baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's one of, they, one of those yeah, favorite they're right money now, lines. Though, they're, they're 35 and 20. Uh, they are 67, 66.7% chance to cover the run line, and they are 9 and 3 the last 12 games. So, Texas Rangers are pretty hot right now. Uh, and then my last backing is 
Fade Alec Manoa from the Blue Jays. Wow. Is, I've been on this bandwagon for a long time this year. The dude is 1-6. His ERA is over 5-5. Five, five. Yikes. He's got 35 earned runs this year. And the biggest stat that sticks out for me as to why you fade this guy, he's walked 41 batters. Like, like that's that's nuts to me. So, hey, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, Tyler? What's up? Is the books don't handicap him that way? No, they handicap they handicap him as like this great pitcher. Yeah, that and and he is, was last year though. He was. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. Tyler, that's something that's to keep something to keep an eye on. Some people are very fond of this, and your your realm of props is walk props. Based on ball. so yeah. some keep an eye on for maybe him. That, that that might be a, you know. I even looked tonight. I mean, tonight tonight he walked like three guys. A couple games ago, he actually walked seven. He walked seven wow. batters in a game. Like that's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna figure something out. I'm gonna try. To, I, I didn't know that's even an option to bet. <laughs> Look, um, yeah. Probably DraftKings, right, Trent? Yeah. Yes, I believe yeah. it is there. They usually, so they usually I, have the best pitcher props. I've just decided right now. I'm gonna find Uh-oh. I'm gonna find a prop bet that I'm gonna master in baseball. Dude, do it. Okay. Yeah, you're not a big prop guy because I'm I'm I mean, you consider my first five a prop? Is that a prop? Um not a prop, no. It's very specific though. It's yeah, it's like right. a I would say that's like a game bet. Okay. I mean, it's different from a full game over under, but right, right. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> still, still waiting on that uh, last four as a, an option for a bet. No, oh. goodness gracious! I would never touch it. <laughs> I would never for the Orioles. I'm gonna. Wow, I'm excited. I'm gonna. I can't wait to find a new little bet for me to bet on. Dude, look at him. Seriously, though. I will. I will. All right. Well, hey, uh, great episode, guys. Appreciate it. It was. It was yeah, a, lot of a, lot of, a lot of fun. Lots of triple Bs, lots of bearded baker banter, lots of bets, bales, and lots of backing. There you go. No, no, not only that, Trent. Lots of oh. bangs. Bang. Oh, bang. Sorry. <laughs> I like Sorry it. if anybody has their volume all the way up on their headphones. Yeah, yeah we, we just we loud, so we like to we like to go out like that, you know, out like out with a bang. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right, Tyler, wrap this thing up right. before we get too crazy. Hey, appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> next week, all right, keep an eye out. We're still trying to work out the Stanley Cup episode, uh, but next week, guess what's coming up, guys? Oh, let me get. Ooh. Oh, I know. Ooh, go ahead. It's the Belmont, yes, sir. We got the horsies. Oh the horses are racing. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what starts that race? A bang. A bang. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I knew I it was coming. <laughs> oh, All right. Hey, appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great time. We got we had a lot of good conversations, discussions, some good banter. And booms. Darn right. Yeah. Darn right. Let's have a great weekend. Yeah, All take right. it easy, hey, fellas. Ke- hey, keep an eye out for a 
Beer to Baker board for Baseball Friday. Keep an eye out for that. Right. So that'll be posted here yeah. soon. All right. All right. Have a great one, guys. See you. All right. Peace. Bye.